What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the New Vision Podcast. I'm Dixie Lovett, and I'm the Director of Women's Ministries, and I am just delighted that you're joining in today as we continue reading in the book of Judges. Today, I will be reading chapter 4. There's a lot of big Bible words in here that are kind of hard to pronounce, so I'm going to do my best so that it'll be clear to you, but just hang in there with me. So today, we're going to be reading from the ESV, and I'll begin in chapter Four, verse 1. And the people of Israel again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord after Ehud died. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. The commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in Harosheth Hagoyim. Then the people of Israel cried out to the Lord for help, for he had 900 chariots of iron, and he oppressed the people of Israel cruelly, for twenty years. Now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Labandoth, was judging Israel at that time. She used to sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the people of Israel came up to her for judgment. She sent and summoned Barak, son of Abinoam, from Kadesh Naphtali, and said to him, Has not the Lord, the God of Israel, commanded you? Go gather your men at Mount Tabor, taking 10,000 from the people of Naphtali and the people of Zebulun. And I will draw out Sisera, the general of Jabin's army, to meet you by the river of Kishon with his chariots and his troops. And I will give them into your hand. Barak said to her, If you will go with me, I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. And she said, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, the road on which you are going will not lead to your glory, for the Lord will sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. Then Deborah arose and went with Barak to Kadesh. And Barak called out Zebulun and Naphtali to Kadesh. And ten thousand men went up at his heels, and Deborah went with him. Now Heber, the Kenite, had separated from the Kenites the descendants of Hoboth, Hobab, the father-in-law of Moses, and had pitched his tent as far away as the oak in Zanananim, which is near Kadesh. When Sisera told, was told that Barak, the son of Abinoam, had gone up to Mount Tabor, Sisera called out all his chariots, nine hundred chariots of iron, and all the men who were with him from Harosheth Hagoyim to the river Kishon. And Deborah said to Barak, Up! For this is the day which the Lord has given Sisera into your hand. Does not the Lord go out before you? So Barak went down from Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him. And the Lord routed Sisera and all of his chariots and all of his army before Barak and the edge of the sword, by the edge of the sword. And Sisera got down from his chariot and fled away on foot. And Barak was pursued the chariots and the army to Harosheth Hagoyim, and all the army of Sisera fell by the edge of the sword. Not a man was left. But Sisera 
fled away on foot to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber, the Kenite. For there was peace between Jabin, the king of Hazor, and the house of Heber, the Kenite. And Jael came out to meet Sisera and said to him, Turn aside, my lord, turn aside to me. Do not be afraid. So he turned aside to her into, the, into her tent, and, he, and she covered him with a rug. And he said to her, Please give me a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. So she opened a skin of milk and gave him a drink and covered him. And he said to her, Stand at the opening of the tent, and if any man comes and asks you, Is anyone here? Say no. But Jael, the wife of Heber, took a tent peg and took a hammer in her hand. She then went softly to him and drove the peg into his temple until it went down into the ground while he was lying fast asleep from weariness. So he died. And behold, Barak was pursuing Sisera. Jael came out to meet him and said to him, Come, and I will show you the man whom you are seeking. So he went in to her tent, and there lay Sisera dead with the tent peg in his temple. So on that day... God subdued Jabin, the king of Canaan, before the people of Israel. And the hand of the people of Israel pressed harder and harder against Jabin, the king of Canaan, until they destroyed Jabin, king of Canaan. Well, that's just kind of one kind of gory story there at the end. Um, We learn a lot. I know this may be a familiar story, but let's start back at the beginning. You know, when we think of the word judges... We often think of like a courtroom judge, but for this period of time in the Bible, we kind of need to reframe that definition a little bit because judges here in this period of time were mostly civil leaders and military leaders. But we start here in chapter four with the Israelites continuing that cycle of doing what was evil in the sight of the Lord. Or as scripture tells us, they were abandoning the Lord and serving the Baals and the Ashtoreth. We see the Israelites demonstrating really a heart issue. The issue, the heart issue, is that our hearts are prone to follow what we love. So we meet this new judge, the fourth judge, Deborah. You know, I want to say, yay, you go girl. But you know, that's not God's purpose in the story. It's not the fact that she was a woman judge. But she was described as a prophetess, meaning a woman who speaks for God. And there are only two prophetess mentioned in Scripture, Deborah and Huldah. And Huldah is in 2 Kings chapter 22. But Deborah is also described as being very wise and level-headed prophet that keeps to her word and fears the Lord. But of all the judges that we are going to read about in this book, she honors God the most and sticks closest to his commands. But Deborah, even though they're typically civil leaders or military commanders, Deborah here does preside over legal cases. And I was reading with my granddaughter in one of her Bible story books recently, and it states it this way, that she was the only woman judge and that she sat under a palm tree in the hills of Ephraim near Judah, giving advice and solving problems. Well, you know, it's been said by by many that women are indeed good at giving advice and solving problems, but that's not really the context here. 
she does not actually fully step into that role of military commander, and she basically informs Barak that God has appointed him for that position. But Barak refuses to go without her, so she agrees to go, but not before telling him that this will not be handed into his hand, that the victory of this battle will belong to a woman. So we tend to believe that she's referring to herself, but we find out something different. But then in verse 11, there's something that's seemingly out of place. Heber the Kenite is mentioned, but it's also noted there that he is related to Moses, so therefore he's related to the Israelites. So you would think like a close relationship. But this is a foreshadow to the victory here of this battle. So Sisera, the Canaanite army commander, calls out his chariots of iron, 900 of them as it was listed. Some commentaries suggest that these chariots um, are similar to our military tanks that we see in battle and with our military today. Uh, So I can see maybe while people were a little bit fearful of Sisera and this Canaanite army. But Deborah continues to encourage Barak to go strongly into the battle because the Lord goes out before you. Barak pursues the Canaanites and not a man is left. But it's interesting that before the end happened, Sisera sees what he's up against and he flees on foot to the tent of Heber the Kenite. Now, a couple of things seem kind of strange to me here. So he went to the Kenite and Heber the Kenite in verse 11 is that close relative to the Israelites, and Israelites are his enemies. But we also learn in this little passage that Heber the Kenite, whose house was at peace with the Canaanite king of Jabin. Kind of strange. Then add to that, he not only went to that area, but he went to Heber's wife and not to Heber. Why? We could speculate on this, but the main thing is that there was the fulfillment of the prophecy that Deborah had made that the God had handed them the victory, but it would be the victory in the hand of a woman, and that woman being J.L., Heber's wife. So through all of this, I'm reminded that Deborah, a woman, is not a traditional leader, not in that culture, and really not in ours today. Also including Jael, the wife of Heber, was the unlikely one who actually killed Sisera. All throughout scripture, we learn of God using the unlikely, using those we might see as leaders, and those maybe who we don't see as leaders, who may seem not to be as qualified for very various reasons, but they are those who know the Lord and follow him wholeheartedly. They're filled with the Spirit, just like the judges, Deborah, Othniel, and Ehud. God often raises up unlikely people for his purposes, not to puff them up or to give them bragging rights, but really to reveal more of himself, to reveal himself at work, and to show his heart for those that are overlooked, really to show his heart for us all, and of course, to bring God the glory. This story in chapter 4 is really a rescue story, and meaning it's a story of deliverance from a dire situation. The Israelites were in that cycle of sin and repentance and going back and getting into a hard spot and then asking for deliverance. We find that here. But the Israelites here were delivered by strong, courageous people like Deborah and Barak and Jael. 
But you know, in this broken world in which we live, we can often find ourselves in dire situations. But because of Christ and his finished work on the cross, we have deliverance from our dire situations and from ourselves and from our sins. This is the bigger story here in this chapter that we're reading is that there is a rescue story. There is redemption. And it was part of God's plan all along. And that is for Jesus Christ to give his life for us. Praise be to God. I hope you all will have um, a great day today. And I also hope that you will continue along with us in this podcast and join us again tomorrow as we continue in Judges 5. You all have a blessed day. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.